You're listening to a Crossroads original podcast. Well, we have a problem with perfectionism. It has debilitated us and made us self-critical. And so our experts are going to help us as they share the dangers of perfectionism, how it can start in our family of origin, how we can overcome it, and then live in freedom, even imperfectly. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, Season 8, Episode number 34. Tyndale is set apart for several reasons. They're very invested, not only in your academic excellence, but also your spiritual growth. The best part of studying at Tyndale is the flexibility. Our professors, they work with us to help us get through the courses. They really care about me as a person. Come, you'll see the diversity that the Kingdom of God has to offer. If you want to develop personally, I'd want to develop professionally. This is the place for you. The Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, or hard to believe. Scripture Untangled, a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society, brings you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to help you be inspired to dive into the Bible and understand it. Listen for free and subscribe to Scripture Untangled on your preferred podcast app. Visit scriptureuntangled.ca for more information. Well, welcome to See Here Love, and do we have a show for you today, and I am so thankful. I have this incredible panel with me, Nicole Langman, social worker, author, speaker. Welcome back. Thank you. Your hair looks fantastic, Thank by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I love how you're like, yes, it does. <laughs> Sunite Lichmore, psychotherapist and Enneagram practitioner. Yes. Are we supposed to go around and give you our numbers, and then you can assess us? <laughs> we can do that okay, after. Okay, we'll do that after. <laughs> okay, amazing. And Brooke Nichols, Juno-nominated singer, songwriter, and author. Yeah. It's good to have you all here. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, are you ready for this topic? Now, before in the green room, we were saying how this topic, I think, was yours, Nicole, and yours two favorite topics yep. so far? Okay. And it's interesting because this is about the problem with perfectionism. And I wanted to bring this to us to talk about because I have a few friends and colleagues that really struggle with this. Yeah. that will admit that they struggle with perfectionism, that they want everything perfect. And I thought, you know what, let's help them. Um, actually, why don't you help me help them <laughs> by giving me advice to share with them. But let's talk about this issue of perfectionism. Nicole, how would you define it? What would you say it is? Yeah, perfectionism in a broad sense is this striving for flawlessness. Mm. There's generally a very harsh inner critic and uh, there's an internal dialogue that is very um, problem-focused. Mm. And, uh, and it can, I think part of the problem that we face now is that perfectionism is almost celebrated. I'm a perfectionist. Uh-huh. But what we know to be true is that perfectionism can ultimately lead to depression, anxiety, isolation, because it's paralyzing. Yeah. And, uh, and so that harsh inner critic just keeps us really shut down. Yeah. Okay, honest, honest talk. Are any of you perfectionists or do you know of anybody do you have a friend that struggles with perfectionism? Yeah, I would say my husband is, is one, and I'm like 
I feel like I'm the opposite of a perfectionist. So, <laughs> so like balance. we can come together yeah. and sometimes it works. <laughs> yeah. But so your husband, you yeah. say is. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know anybody or oh, yourself? Yeah. Or Okay, you yeah, do? I know lots of people that struggle with perfectionism. Sure. But I, I think everyone has some perfectionism mm. tendencies within them. Yeah. I think we just have to figure out what areas it shows up in. That's, That's a right. really, really good point. That is. Um, tonight because it's. A, a spectrum. Some areas we might be like, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to just let this roll off. In, but over here, it has to be absolutely mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. think I struggle with it. I'm very, I always said, oh, I'm just particular about the <laughs> things that I do. <laughs> that's yeah. what I would say. That's my language. Uh, but I think I do, and I think it's in certain areas. Yeah. I am yeah. very, like, very clear on how it has to be really perfect. In other things, I'm just like, whatever. Right. Yeah. So I really agree with that. Mm. Okay, so tonight in that, how does perfectionism start, like, this need for all things to be perfect in our lives? Because some people might say, oh, well, that's social media world and culture and landscape. But how does it mm. begin? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there are different theories, but like many things, it starts in childhood. Mm -hmm. You know, um, usually people that struggle with perfectionism grew up in homes with like highly critical parents or they got they felt really good about themselves when they were praised. And so they kind of chased this being good and being worthy because at the end of the day, we all want to be connected to our parents, especially children. Mm -hmm. And so this means if I follow the rules, you're going to love me. I'm going to do that. Even though parents never tell their kids that this is how the child kind of internalizes and builds this narrative around like, I am worthy when I am good. I am worthy when I do this well. And so they continue to strive for that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's taking a pause because we're all like, oh man. And especially if you're a parent, you're yeah. thinking the same thing. Like, if am I doing that with my children yeah. and my kids? And yeah. it's important that you bring that up because it's important that we realize to give parents grace, give all of us grace as parents as well, because no one has a child and says, I'm going to raise a perfectionist. I'm going to raise a highly critical person that's going to continuously judge themselves and judge everyone around them. No one says that. It comes from a good place of wanting our kids to achieve, wanting our kids to do well, or we want to, we praise them excessively, right? Because we love our children. But depending on the child, that can build certain stories within them. Oh, that's so I feel convicted. I just threw my husband under the bus <laughs> and his parents. <laughs> Brooke? Um, Uh-oh. Um, Brooke, so what do you think, and I think for all of us, but Brooke, let's start with you, why perfectionism is a problem? Because you've said, like, society's like, this whole idea of perfectionism is sometimes celebrated. celebrated yep. mm -hmm. um, you know, our filters on socials, the things mm -hmm. that we say to our mm -hmm. kids or to ourselves. It's like, well, of course we want things perfect. It's excellence. Mm -hmm. It's good. Mm -hmm. But what do you see as the problem? Well, I think what Nicole said earlier is that, like, it's linked to burnout and anxiety and depression because you're living under this um, umbrella of expectation that, like, can never be met. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that we are meant to be perfect. We're human beings. We're not perfect. The only perf person that was ever perfect was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so to live in this world of everything I do has to be perfect. Perfect, and I can't do it until it is, mm -hmm. actually holds you back instead of moving, moves you forward. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it sounds exhausting. Yes. Like yes. when you say that, I'm like, yes. yeah. You, it's like you'll never achieve it then. You're That's right. always like behind. That's yes. right. Yeah. And you'll never achieve it because it's based on perception. You know, so mm. perception's always changing. This person might think, hey, yeah, that table is placed in the right place, but Melinda, you might disagree. Mm. And so oh, right. we'll never get it right because it's based on external perception. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about that. Go hold. Yeah, so it, it, 
it changes the goalposts, doesn't it, perfectionism? Mm -hmm. It's like you get to this place that you thought was going to be perfect, yeah. and then someone else does, you know, says, well, that's actually not how I thought it should go. And it, now suddenly we own that as an identity of ah. ourselves, like we're flawed, we're a failure. Mm -hmm. And then we can really spin in that, that internal dialogue yes. of yeah. criticism about ourselves. Oh, that's... That honestly, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like feeling exhausted and overwhelmed just by yeah. people who live in that space yeah. and that thought process. So then what are the challenges when we live with perfectionism? I'm, you know, I think there's being self-critical mm -hmm. of yourself. Um, but what are your thoughts? What are some of the challenges when you're constantly saying everything has to be perfect? Mm. Well, just like not moving forward in like mm. your dream or your job or your parenting or whatever, whatever your relationships yeah. because you're you're always holding yourself back mm. does that make sense yeah. like you're always like you are your worst critic your worst enemy mm. and you're not allowing yourself to flourish and do the things that the lord has called you to do yeah. because you're yeah. just always trying to get it right we're never going to get it right yeah. when in parenting in yeah. in, in pursuing our dreams and you know being a wife uh it's you know i wish i was perfect in all those areas but like i'm just not and i have to come to grips with that and yeah. accept that. Yeah. So much grace required. Yeah, hey, at looking that's right. at that. And perfectionism really informs procrastination. Wow. So, oh, okay, say that again really yeah. loud. Perfectionism informs procrastination. So okay. we put things off because it, it won't be perfect. That's right. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, over the years I've had, you know, students are going to hand in a paper and they, could I just get an extension? Could I, can we... The perfectionist is looking for the extension often because they just can't get started. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to start. And so perfectionism can halt so much. Like you're saying, Brooke, um, you know, moving towards our dreams, finishing things we want to finish, yeah. starting something that we know we're called to do. Yeah. yeah. And one more thing, it, it can hinder relationships from getting deeper, yeah. you know? Oh, if good. I am striving to be perfect, I'm not going to be vulnerable enough to show you my scars mm -hmm. and to show you my flaws. Mm -hmm. And so then the other person might also not feel comfortable enough to show you their flaws. And yeah. so there's like this barrier between two people of trying to maintain this false image um, because I don't want to risk you seeing all the ugly parts wow. of me. Oh. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's good. Wow. So yeah. It's amazing. It impacts relationships. Yeah. It Im actually impacts things that we do, whether it's a, a paper yeah. or putting frames on a pictures wall, on a wall yeah. pictures yeah. on the wall, yeah. or anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I think what you're yeah. also saying too, Brooke, what sort of is, is that it also hinders you and debilitates you from actually starting things, yeah. even doing things, yeah. doing things yeah. that might bring you joy. Well, like what you just said, it can be from the biggest things of you know, flourishing relationships yeah. and pursuing dreams to hanging pictures on the wall. Yeah. You know, the smallest to the biggest thing is it affects everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think this is really a great discussion on the challenges when we live with perfectionism, like naming them. Mm -hmm. And I think for, you know, our audience, they're probably like, oh, yeah, that's me. But let's go back to, and Nicole, we mentioned this earlier about social media, mm -hmm. how social media has, you know, increased this whole, like, it's good to be perfect. You actually must be perfect. Let's talk mm -hmm. about that. What are your What are your feelings about what social media has done in that area? Mm -hmm. Tonight, yeah, I think social media has done a great job with um, <laughs> allowing us to create a world that looks perfect, a flawless face without wearing any makeup, mm -hmm. and then we get the validation. People like our picture and comment, and so we we feel good. Like we all want validation. Like we thrive when we're validated, yeah. and so that cycle continues where it's like. I'm gonna do what I can to get as much validation as possible so that I feel good about myself yeah. and I feel worthy. Mm -hmm. 
It's funny because uh, I turned to Sunite earlier and I was like, I I'm not a perfectionist at all. And she was like, you're not? So would you post a photo of yourself that looked bad on social media? I'm like, no, never. <laughs> Way to go, Sunite. <laughs> Who would do such a thing? <laughs> of course not. Oh, yeah. oh wait, no. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Yeah. But why wouldn't we? Why what is that, Brooke? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I don't know why I wouldn't do that. I think maybe you just, you want to present your best self all the time, right? Yeah. And, and I'm fine to post photos with like no makeup on or a messy house, let's say, but there is a side of me that wants the mess, the mess and the no makeup to be perfect too, you know? It's, yeah. it's a weird, yeah. it's a weird, social media does weird yeah. things to you. <laughs> and it invites comparison to the game. Oh yeah. And mm. so, and we have this belief that's, that something beautiful is going on in the lives of everybody else because that's what they're presenting to us. Mm -hmm. And for Sunite and myself, we get, we get behind the veil. It's kind of fun to be able to sit with people in the real life stuff, the real mess of things. Mm. But social media brings com comparison up. Yeah. And um, I'm not doing it as well as this person or this person, or I don't look as put together as that person and um, and that's paralyzing as well and then that feeds the depression and the anxiety wow. yeah. yeah yeah so I mean the challenges I mean when we when we buy into that and live in that depression anxiety we're not enough self-criticism yeah. yeah. debilitating you know us being debilitated to not doing things so yeah. we can see mm -hmm. as we presented now the problem with perfectionism yeah well, you need to stay with us because when we come back, we're going to help you overcome perfectionism with very practical steps and truth. Season 8 is all about getting to know you, the See Her Love community. Here are four ways to connect. Number one, watch See Her Love anytime and anywhere on YouTube and Castle Media. Number two, listen to the See Her Love podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Number three, engage by visiting seeherlove.com or my personal favorite, follow at seeherlove on Instagram. Finally, number four, give to See Her Love and Crossroads by visiting seeherlove.com slash give. Tyndale is set apart for several reasons. They're very invested, not only in your academic excellence, but also your spiritual growth. The best part of studying at Tyndale is the flexibility. Our professors, they work with us to help us get through the courses. They really care about me as a person. Come, you'll see the diversity that the Kingdom of God has to offer. If you want to develop personally, I'd want to develop professionally. This is the place for you. All right, we're back and we're continuing the conversation about perfectionism. So earlier we talked about the problems with it, the challenges. Now we're going to talk about how we can overcome perfectionism and some practical steps. So Nicole, let's start with you. Help us, please. What are some <laughs> of the steps that can help us overcome perfectionism? I think the first step is self-awareness. Okay. I think just noticing that there is a need here, that there's, um, that there's a perfectionistic tendency. Mm -hmm. And, and starting with that awareness, maybe talk to a counselor would be a really good place to start. Recognizing that there's some sort of internal need to feed this perfectionism. Okay. And, um, and so that self-awareness is really important. You can start with journaling, talking it out with a therapist, but that's a really great place to start. And once that awareness has happened, and then you can move on to the next steps of talking it out with someone, talking to someone like tonight or myself, but, um, and I think, I think the self-awareness is a really good place to start. So self-awareness. So you're. Yeah. So, would you say that most people know that they have perfectionist issues or not? Like, if I was going to say, okay, am I? I'm going to be self-aware and think about it. Yeah. Do most people know? 
I think most, my experience is most people do have a knowledge of that. Whenever someone shows up with anxiety in, um, in the room, I can often find a place with them where there's a perfectionistic, a need for perfectionism. And the problem with perfectionism, of course, is it, um, and the problem with anxiety is it awfulizes outcomes, right? It catastrophizes the terrible thing that's going to happen if I don't get it perfect. Okay. And so part of the work of working with people around perfectionism is let's look at the possible outcomes. Can you handle the worst case scenario? Because okay. if you can handle the worst case scenario or there's a, a fix that can happen if that happens, um, that's part of the self-awareness. Most people have an idea that they've got, they've got some, they might call it excellence. <laughs> but, well, but I didn't perfection. know until tonight told me today. Okay, so self-awareness is, is a good yeah. step, and then you're saying, and then also then some professional help after, where you're like, okay, it's really need some help with it. Yeah. 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 So, what for you? Um, I think one way is to kind of externalize it. So instead of owning this title, like I'm a perfectionist, like just cut that out. Like okay. you struggle yeah. with perfectionism. Perfectionism shows up in your life in certain areas, but you are not a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Like you are you. Mm -hmm. And so another way to externalize it is like when you notice it coming up, name it. Be like, you know, as you are trying to um, put an outfit together and you are going outfit after outfit and, you know, you're late for this event, name it. Say, hey, I think that's perfectionist over there. I think perfectionism is kind of hindering me right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, mm -hmm. and, and, like, see it outside of yourself versus I'm being a perfectionist again. This is what I always do. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Because perfectionism is very me-focused. And so we need to kind of learn how to, like, alter that to, like, other focus, externalize it, take it outside of you. That's really good. Wow, that is really good. Yeah, so the yeah. self-awareness, like naming it, but not letting it be like this identity. It was like, oh, there it is again, but saying, oh, it's showing up this way. Exactly. Professional support. What about for like internally your mind when it happens? Like what do you say as it's happening? Like, okay, like it's almost like self-talk. Like, okay, it, it might not be perfect, but I'm going to be okay with it. Like what would you say about that? The self-talk with perfectionism is so harsh. Mm -hmm. It's so okay. harsh. It's mean. It's judgmental. Mm -hmm. There's no room for error. And so to combat that would be compassion, mm -hmm. like extending compassion towards yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think um, as Christians, the, a, a great way to extend that compassion is to like picture God, your father, extending that compassion towards you. Mm -hmm. You know, let's say um, you didn't do well at work and you're beating yourself up. What would God the father say? Would he scold you for not getting this project right? Or would he extend compassion? Mm -hmm. Would he extend that grace? Mm -hmm. And so it's about how do I internalize God's voice yeah. over this harsh inner critic that's been taking over my life? Beautiful. That's it really beautiful, good. Yeah. yeah, and I think like that takes intentionality. Yeah. All of these things do, right? Like it's one thing to say, do this, do this, do this, but like you actually have to be intentional about doing those things. Mm -hmm. So if that's something that you struggle with or that's like an identity crisis for you is like, oh, I'm a perfectionist, mm -hmm. is being intentional about calling it out, being intentional about calling that therapist, mm -hmm. being intentional about coming yeah. to God yeah. with this thing and allowing him to come and work through you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really good. You know, I was thinking about that as you're saying compassion for yourself because it seems like a lot of times we're the last person that we give compassion to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We give compassion to everybody yeah. else. Right. Oh, you know what? Don't worry about that. Right. That's fine. That's crooked, not a problem. You know, it's not. And yet you're right. It's reminding ourselves that we need to have great compassion for ourselves yeah. when, mm -hmm. when we don't. And sometimes and, I wonder, though, can we give people compassion if we don't give it to ourselves? Like, well, I wonder, question. like, how genuine yeah. is that? Like, or are we secretly judging them 
You know, mm -hmm. like, can we have this harsh inner critic without criticizing other people? Ooh. Like, I, I'm not, I don't know. That's another show. Yeah. I know, but, but it's a good question yeah. because can you when you're, I don't know. I mean, that's a really, really good question. Uh, when we choose, okay, we're going to be self-aware. We're going to be compassionate. We're going to get some help. Mm -hmm. When we do, what will life and relationships and work look like? And why I say this is, for those who are struggling, we want to give them the hope. Like, when you make those intentional decisions, this is what life can look like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what can it look like? What would you say it would look like for those who are like, okay, I'm really going to identify this and then get help? Well, it. it can actually be, like, life can actually be lived in a really peaceful, beautiful uh, rhythm. Mm -hmm. But when you live in a, 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 perfection, a perfectionist um, uh, lifestyle, I think you rob yourself of any sort of peace that comes with, mm -hmm. you know, letting that go. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, you can live a peaceful life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can. You know, as Christians, we're called uh, to live in freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's no question about it. Perfectionism is... Um, it's paralyzing. It's like it's emotional handcuffs. Mm -hmm. So when we accept the freedom that's being offered to us and we can live in that peace or that yeah. freedom, it opens up a world of possibilities. We can connect better with people. We can, um, we just interact and move in our life in a different way because we're not so hyper-focused mm -hmm. with what's happening and what's going right or wrong. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. Wow, so good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as we were talking about as parents, like how it starts with family of origin and then it can come to us. And I'm just thinking of myself as, you know, a parent of teens. Mm. What would you say, you know, to help me not project some of my perfectionists <laughs> on them? Because you want your kids to be excellent. You want them to do things really well and perfect sometimes. How do you <laughs> guard yourself from from that, you know, because I want my kids to live in freedom. I want them to live where they make a mistake and hey, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be. What, what advice would you give me um, to ensure that I don't, I don't know, just, you know, kind of like put that on them and, and on my husband yeah. and on my friends, not just my yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah. I think that's such a, a good, that's a complicated question, but I'll, I'll answer it the best way I can. I think we have to explore our shame story. So, so for example, if you're, um, let's say you nitpick about clothes, since that's what we've been talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And so whenever your teenager is wearing a certain outfit, you immediately feel shame. And so that shame looks like, mm -hmm. do you have to wear that? Do you mind changing your shirt? We're going somewhere nice. Mm -hmm. But what is your shame story? Are you telling yourself if someone sees him dressed like this, they're going to think that we don't have money. They're going to think that he didn't shower and that he comes from a dirty home. Mm -hmm. And so that's your shame story. But is that true? Probably not. Mm -hmm. And so kind of working through that, like what story am I telling myself right now? Mm -hmm. What does this mean to me? Why is this so important for me to comment mm. and to criticize? And then going from there, mm. I think is... That's good. Okay, so wow. maybe there was some, a bit of conviction because <laughs> I've too. had some issues with my kids' clothing. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> no, I'm not even, I, I, I mean, it's a good example. I mean, you don't know, but it literally common, was something. It's a common struggle yeah. with teenagers, yeah. yeah. Wow. And then even like from our own teenage life too, like we remember being made fun of when we dressed mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So we're like, I don't want my kid to be made fun of, so let me protect them yeah. by helping them to change some of their ways. Yeah. It's so interesting, perfectionism casting this wide net and recruiting people that are these like <laughs> oh, innocent yeah. bystanders, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, what I hear what you're all saying is that there's an intentionality, like you have to choose 
to make these changes in perfections. We can't just like sit there and be like, all right, you know, I'm not going to do any work and things are going to change. Well, that's right. Like when we do the work, we give ourselves like a chance at real life, you know, like a life worth living, mm -hmm. but we have to do the work. Yeah, I think, and I think that's really important, like do the work. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Lean into the discomfort mm -hmm. of kind of changing our natural patterns. And it's not comfortable in the beginning, but it's like short-term pain for long-term gain. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So much of it is about unlearning totally. the things that we've been programmed with around yeah. perfectionism and unlearning those and then relearning or learning the things um, that are gonna help us stay away from the perfectionistic thinking. Mm -hmm. and, I, and it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for some people, like, it's not worth it because it's so much hard work to do mm -hmm. because there's going to be a lot of pain, but it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It is. Yeah, I just want us to affirm that more for the people so listening because they're it. just yeah. like, yeah. but uh, 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 yeah. What's, what's, what's it going to uncover? Yeah. I think that's the other fear. Yeah. What is it going to uncover? Yeah. But to hear you say like the freedom yeah. and the peace yeah. mm -hmm. and a, a different story and narrative and, and, mm -hmm. and how that will impact family and kids, yeah. it's yeah. worth it. It's worth yeah. it. Well, I'm really excited that our friend Trifina is with us in studio to share the good word because I always love bringing in scripture to a topic. And so today, Trifina is going to be talking from Genesis 2, 15 and 20 about the problem with perfectionism and how we can overcome it. Over to you, Trifina. Hey, Melinda, it is so great to be with you ladies in studio today. I hope I am not the only one who feels personally called out by this conversation. I have definitely struggled with perfectionism in my own life, but the way it most frequently manifested for me is fear. Fear of stepping outside of this ideal plan that I think God has for my life. Fear of making choices that might result in a mess, be it my career, family, or even my home. I've had this tendency to want to fit things into this nice little perfect box. I love the creation narrative. It flips the script on the idea of how things need to be done in a perfect way. Genesis chapter two, verses 15 and 20. God is creating this masterpiece of a garden and then essentially hands the reins over to Adam. Verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Verse 20, so the man gave names to all the livestock, all the birds in the sky and all the animals. Okay. I don't know how many of you are artists, but can you imagine creating an intricate masterpiece and then handing over the final touches, the adding of the gold leaf, the pouring of the resin, or even the naming of the artwork itself to a human who has literally been on the planet for two minutes? Well, that was God with his masterpiece. Here, Adam, you get to work the land now. Take care of it. Create Eden and the rest of the world. And oh, name some animals. If I was Adam, I would be freaking out. What if I gave the animals some weird names like mosquitoes and aardvarks? Oh wait, Adam did that. And what kind of names are those? And that's not even the Hebrew. What I love though, but what we see of God's heart in the story is that not only does he give us free will, but God encourages us to use it. In ancient Hebrew thought, the naming of something was so important. The idea of giving someone a name gave it a purpose and a function. Without a name, the animals had no purpose. God gave Adam the authority and the agency to assign value and purpose to the animals. And God gives you authority and agency to cre create Eden in the spaces you exist in, to create purpose and value, and to create beauty and delight and wonder. And guess what? It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy. There's going to be messy moments and there's gonna be mosquitoes and aardvarks. But as humans made in the image of creator God, it is our birthright to create new things and to try new things and to not have to fit into a box of perfect.
Trifina, that was so good. Thank you so much for your good word. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Mosquitoes and aardvarks. Yeah. <laughs> Never knew that those two things, animals, would end up in a discussion about <laughs> trauma perfectionism. But hey, hey. Okay, Nicole, what, any thoughts about what Trifina just it said? It was unbelievable to think of this masterpiece, of course, but the way that Trifina read it, wrote it, spoke it, was he made this masterpiece and he handed it over to <laughs> Adam, someone who'd been on the planet for a couple of minutes. And that just was, I felt these like goosebumps, right? The goosebump moment where I'm like, that is so good. That's such a great reminder. Yeah. yeah. As an artist, I would never do that. Right. <laughs> God, you've trusted us way too yeah. much. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I felt I felt so empowered hearing yeah. that. It's <laughs> like we've like willingly given up our power, and God was like, "No, no, no! I gave you the authority." Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, even in our imperfections, like that was so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and that gives me like huge anxiety, mm. like thinking God going, "Here you go." <laughs> <Such responsibility. laughs> and you know, I wonder if he was like, "Oh, Adam, that is not a great name." Yeah, <laughs> what were you thinking? That is Adam? not a good yeah. look. <laughs> Back to our teenage son in clothing. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, that is not a good look on what you just did there. But isn't that amazing, though, that even in the decision of God handing it over to us, knowing that it wouldn't be perfect, he did. Yeah. So that that should give us a little bit of like, okay, if God can do it, yeah. we can do it. Yeah. Any last encouragement for women, man, teen, who's like, I'm struggling with perfectionism. It's been debilitating. It's hard. How would you encourage them today? Brooke? I just think that like, yeah, just back to the authority thing. The Lord has given you the authority to, to do hard things. Uh, and so just, just, just be encouraged knowing that like the Lord is with you and you can, you can do that hard thing. You can do the hard thing. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think struggling is part of the human experience. And so reminding ourselves of that and that struggling gives space for God to move and for God to work in our life. So allow God to take up space in your struggles. Don't be afraid of the struggle, like yeah. right into it. Okay, right into it. good. And our value is not in what we produce or how we look. <laughs> yes. it's, it's in who we are in Christ. That's right. And so clinging to that, that piece is so important. So good. And hashtag no makeup picture. <laughs> I wasn't looking at you, Brooke. I was kind of trying to look at everybody together. Well, thank you, Nicole Sinight Brooke. Amazing, amazing conversation. It was encouraging. It was hopeful. Thank you so much. And to you, our viewers and listeners, thank you for being with us. All the information about these amazing panelists and resources are on seeherelove.com. And as you work on being self-aware, doing the hard work, doing the struggle, and being intentional, know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to See, Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. Stay connected with our daily posts and stories on Instagram or Facebook at See, Here Love, or join our newsletter at www.seeherelove.com.